Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave here. This is Sports Guy David here with Coach Zezzy, and we're going to break down the AFC South draft review. Coach Zezzy, how are you doing today? Doing good, bud. Doing good. Just got done with a quarter at school. I'm ready, man. Let's do it. All right. So, let's break it down for, for you. All right. We talked about the Texans a lot last week, so we're just going to elaborate on that. We talked about the biggest number you, you hear, 62. 62 sacks per uh, or 62 sacks in the season that's that's unacceptable so they went to go get out two guards a left and a right tackle or they went to go get tackles so with the first for the first pick uh 23 um overall they got titus howard from alabama state kind of a small school but um he could both play left tackle and right tackle good speed in the pulling situations and can use some help in hand placement and lower body movement he did great in the senior bowl he um guarded uh brian burns during the senior bowl um good highlight tape great pick in my opinion i would have waited for him there's a lot more guards and tackles i had a lot a lot higher than him but what do you think about this uh titus howard pick i mean it was a need on their team and he's a great player and a good value at that pick but the number one issue with that team as you said is the offensive line with 64 sacks last season you know you got a guy in deshaun watson who's already missed a year due to injury in the past I mean, that guy's the franchise. And, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons I have him as my potential biggest drop as far as win total this season because Deshaun Watson's prone to injury. And they signed a couple free agents, a couple late-round draft picks, like you already said, but or at least in prior shows. But, yeah, it's just a, this is okay. See great for me right now. Yeah. Um, they, there was a lot more I seen there, but um, they went to go get him. That was their guy, so they got him. So with the next pick – um, their backfield wasn't that great as well. So they went to address that. They lost um, the Honey Badger, as we know. So with the 55th overall pick, um, they went to go get defensive back Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky. Now, this guy was real. I thought he wasn't going to escape the first um, round. He did. He has great weight, height, and speed, ideally for a pro cornerback, fast enough to blitz on the edge, tall enough to break up passes, and fast enough to play downfield. Johnson is capable of being a day-one starter. And I really like this pick. I think this is kind of a steal due to the fact that I had him going early second, but he he fell down to number 55 mid-second. So what do you think about Lonnie Johnson from t- Kentucky? Dude, Lonnie Johnson, first of all, he's ridiculously athletic. And second of all, um, you had him in the early second, but a lot of guys had him in the, in the late first even. So, I mean, it was a great value pick for them. The Honey Badger was a pretty big loss, honestly. Not only – do they get a little, you know, do they listen as a team a little bit, but they go to a conference rival in Kansas City. So big loss there for the team, but it addresses a need to become younger. And they were they were already getting pretty old on the defensive back uh, situation with Jonathan Joseph and company there. So it's a good it's a it's a good it's a good value for a late third or fourth round pick. Yes. Um the the in a division with Andrew Luck, now Nick Folds, you're gonna have to get some good help in the backfield. And I think that was a great pick to get him there so now they doubled like i said they doubled up on the tackles um they got and then they uh, so they selected uh max champ champ champion from north illinois i'm mistaken this is the guy in the senior bowl that uh, took care of brian burns i'm sorry i got i got the guards mixed up but he is better to, to, to handle the edge rushers on a professional level like i said um watson needs some help so they went to go get two guards and um, this guy, um, a little bit smaller state, North Illinois, but he also great. Is, he is also great value um, there. So with these two tackles, do you think that's enough 
Um, I remember you said last last week that it wasn't too much. So can you elaborate why isn't it not a lot? You know, I mean, they, they go with two late round draft picks, sure, but like already what they have in place here with this four or five man system right now already was subpar. And I mean, I just don't think you're adding any players that right now are better in the situation they got going on there, if that makes sense. You know, 64 sacks is 64 sacks. Like they were, they were worse in the league by more than double of the of the team below them, which I believe was might have been Oakland, might have been the Giants. I can't remember anymore, but it was severely the worst in the league. So I mean, I don't know. I just I expected more attention attention paid to it. However, the Browns did just cut their starting tackle from last season, who started eight games for them, I believe, in the previous season. Um, I can't. I'll look up his name right now. But he just got cut. That's a starter from last season. Maybe look for this team to make a move from free agency or the Giants, but we know they're not going to do that. So it's cool. Yeah, I was kind of surprised the Texans didn't go as aggressive as they should have, or as I thought they would in free agency. I seen Trent Brown. I remember when Trent Brown was a free agent. I remember my Texans podcast or my Texans live stream that I thought they were going to get Trent Brown, but the Raiders wins landed him. Um, there was a lot of tackles and guards. They only landed a couple and not big names. So I was a little disappointed in them. Apparently, don't think it's a big of a problem. Um, maybe they're just trying to not think about it too much, but you're going to have to think about it. Because uh, 62 is a big, that's a big number. But so the Texans, and like you said, I think they are going to have a drop off as well. They did have a really, really fairly easy uh, schedule. But now with the, the Jaguars stepping up to be a contender, uh, possibly, and now the Colts as what they are, I think the, the Texans will slip out of the playoffs. And um, I just don't, I just, I thought I liked Deshaun Watson and uh, Hopkins, but I mean, they need a little bit more than, than, the best wide receiver in the league. So um, it's right. going to be interesting where they land in the standings. So moving on to the Jaguars. Now the Jaguars, let me let me, let me me um, first say this. I think they had one of the best draft classes, underrated draft classes this year. Um, at number seven, as, um, as I was going through the draft, Josh Allen's going to the Raiders. Josh Allen's going to the, whoever was next. Lions or whoever, whoever, the Giants. And at number seven, the Jaguars didn't waste no time and got one of the best steals, I think, in the draft with Josh Allen from Kentucky. Now, all the big names were off the board. Nick Bosa, um, Nick Bosa, Quinn Williams, all those guys were out. Montez Sweat uh, slipped a little bit, but um, I thought he was definitely – possibly top 10, but they're really explosive. When you think of explosive, you think of fast, downhill player, you think of these guys. And Josh Allen is going to the Jaguars. That's insane. Like, you didn't think he was going to get – he was going to drop that far. But I think the Jaguars are going to solidify that great defense they're used to. Like, a couple years ago there, that's what they were best known for. I think they're going to solidify that with Josh Allen, or at least this is a great start. Um, he led this team with tackles with 88, 21 and a half tackles for loss, 17 sacks, and five forced fumbles. He also got All-American and first-team All-Sec recommendations, accolades. So, I mean, this guy is just—I think he's a day-one starter. I think he's just gonna—I think he's gonna tear it up. I think, I think this is my—I think this is my favorite pick in the top ten. Josh Allen to the Jaguars. What do you think about Josh Allen? Dude, they were so excited for this pick. I mean, he wasn't supposed to get out of the top four. He wasn't supposed to go by the Raiders. He wasn't supposed to go by the Giants, but of course he did. I mean, this was a fucking steal for him. It really was. This guy is honestly, well, it's one of the few reasons 
that I think the Jaguars are going to turn into the best defense in fantasy again this season. Because on, they, they, they haven't gotten any worse as a unit. Uh, you know, they, their, their sack rate went down last season, but they were on the field 30 times as much or 30 times as much this season as opposed to the 2018 season. So, you know, that's what's going to happen when your offense is going three and out all the time. But bringing a guy like Josh Allen to put alongside that secondary, that's going to be a number one defense, if not top five. Or excuse me, a top five defense, if not number one for 2019. All right. Well, there you heard it first. Um, when, you're draft, when you're drafting um, fantasy um, defenses, take a look at the Jaguars because um, I'm definitely going to take a look at them too. So going to be very interesting how that pans out. Now, my overall, my first assessment on my mock draft, my notorious mock draft, was uh, getting off at the tackle number seven. So the Jaguars got the best pass rusher, the, probably the best available at number seven, and they got their cake and they ate it, and they ended up getting the offensive tackle that I predicted three picks in the second round. So which is kind of funny because I got the right, I got the right player, got the right team, wrong round so was very interesting and i thought it was really funny but that they went to go get out florida jawan taylor offensive tackle now the jaguars invested an 80 million dollar quarterback in nick Fultz. so the first thing you gotta do is you gotta protect it jawan taylor he his draft stock fell a little bit due to some off the field things but um he could help both in the past blocking and open up brush lanes he only had one sack and 364 pass block plays so I think that could really help out in a tough division with potentially all of them being playoff contenders. You got the Titans, too, coming up. So you got a division, AFC South, all fighting for at least one wild card spot. One division, one division, one divisional, one playoff spot. But you got the you got the Chargers, AFC West, and you got the AFC North. You got all these teams. So I think this is I think this is great value too, as well. Three picks in the second round. They got Jawan Taylor from Florida. I thought he was first round. I thought he was top 10 talent, and he ended up dropping to the top 10 in the second round. Do you like this pick? This is a steal. This is a steal. I mean, they had him going as high to New York at six. It definitely a top 10 pick for like a lot of teams on their mock draft board. So, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, this is a freaking steal. They got a top two tackle in the draft. They get the best pass rusher in the draft. They add Nick Foles. I mean, it's pretty – other than maybe like the Browns, I mean, the Jags probably won the preseason. I mean, the offseason, right? Between free agency and everything. Underrated. Yeah, they're probably the most underrated team that won. Say? The underrated team. No one really talks about the Jaguars. Most improved, like over the offseason, I mean. Yeah, I, I'll definitely agree with you with that. When you, think of the when you think of the Jaguars, you don't really think of a go-to tight end. What's the last fucking tight end that was good? I can't think of one. Um, Probably uh, Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, oh, had 11 a, years ago. Portable. But, yeah, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. So they went to go get out a tight end, and they got a tight end a little later. But um, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities on the NFL level. Josh Oliver from San Jose State. Oliver's more of a receiving tight end, and he's improvement on the run blocking. But when Folds get the ball to Oliver in the open field, that run after catch, I seen this guy's tape. He he is he's like a he's like a big receiver. That's what tight ends are. But he he moves and runs like a receiver. Very underrated. Very dangerous. Tight end. They need to address it. They got all three spots really. They got off at the tackle. They got a quarterback. 
They got a pass rush, and now they got a tight end, starting capable tight end. If you have to grade the Jaguars, what do you give them? An A? What, just for the draft in general, the offseason, like their team in general their, right now? Yeah, their team in general, improvement from last year. Oh, I mean, they're the most improved team in the league over that point in time. I mean, if you want me to give them like a Madden rating, I'll probably give them like a probably go like what A four right now as an altogether team. You know, t- top five defense in the league, top twenty offense in the league. I don't know something like that. But um, I think they just had to address the need of pass catch- catcher, right? Like whether it's a receiver or a tight end. I mean, they don't really have any threat on the outside since losing Allen Robinson um, in free agency to Chicago, but. Um, any sort of pass catcher and Leonard Fournette, like, like you said, they added, the, they added the tackle, they added the pass catcher, the quarterback. Um, but if that running back can't stay healthy, this offense is going to turn very one dimensional, and uh, that's really the key for them. Yeah, I am staring away from Leonard Fournette in mostly every single mock draft I've ever done so far. A lot of people have hopes about him, I'm staying away from him completely, and I'm also staying away from Todd Gurley. There's reports that he is going to get a lighten workload this year. So, yeah, he could probably work as a flex, but I can't see him as RB1, RB2, maybe a flex at that. But it's going to be interesting how they work that. They want to strength, they want to lengthen his career. So um, we'll talk about that when we talk about fantasy, but I just want to throw that in there. But moving right along. All right. The Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts, um, I thought they were going to get a great safety to match up with Hooker in the back. I had Abram going to him. Raiders picked him up, I think, a pick before them. But with the 35th, 34th overall pick, the Colts selected defensive back Rakia Sin from Temple. Now, we both like Rakia Sin. We thought we're, he was going to go to the Raiders. So with this pick, I had the Raiders and Colts. I had them swapped in this situation. Yasin is from humble beginnings. Um, now he has a chance to become a starter in the NFL. Great height. He's 6'2", aggressive press coverage. And he has his work cut out in dealing with one of the great passing offenses in AFC South. He is a little bit too aggressive, but I'd rather be my cornerback too aggressive than too content um, in the first five yards in those rec- in between the receivers right there. But um, what do you think about Rocky Sin? I know you're a big fan of Rocky Sin. You like him? Big fan of Rocky Sin. I mean, we he was supposed to go in the back end of the draft to the Raiders, like you were saying, like as high as 20, uh, 27 or whatever the picks were. But um, you know, to, to have him fall all the way back like this is obviously a steal. But the Colts, I mean, they were a top ten. Uh, borderline top five rushing defense last year. So, I mean, if there was a need to address, it's obviously not on the offense. They had the, arguably the best offensive line in the league. MVB candidate and, and uh, Andrew Luck. You know, we got a solid receiving core led by T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron. So, I mean, this was the way to go. This was this was the only unit that kind of st- stands out that sort of needed improvement after somewhat being exposed by the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round last year. So, I like the pick. I like the pick. I mean, they're probably the favorites out of the AFC South, if not the Chargers at this point. Um, yeah, they, um, they're really underrated. Not a lot of people had the Colts going as far as they did, but only allowing 13 sacks as a unit, and you give Andrew Luck that much time, look what happens. Comeback player of the year. So you said they lacked defensive backs. They also kind of lacked a pass rusher. Not They didn't have a dominant one, but they went to go get out Ben Banigou, from TCU with the 49th overall pick in the draft. Now, he's very versatile. He could he could rush the passer. He could drop back in coverage and play against those tight ends, and uh, he also could play in the open field. He's great tackling ability. He he had uh, 22 sacks in his career at TCU. It's pretty good for an edge rusher in a small school like TCU. Well, not the, it's not small, but it's not the biggest school. 
I like this pick not too early, and it can make his way up the roster. Maybe special teams and reliable backup. I could see him maybe still in a starter spot. It depends how he does in OTAs and all that. But Ben Banigou is a it's a good pick. What do you think about him coming from TCU? I think every team needs to feel like they never have enough pass rushers or never enough defensive linemen because, like the in the way today's league goes, you know, a fifteen play drive is super common right? And subs are always coming in and out. So like, you know, you look at that defensive rating of 93 on whatever we're looking at ESPN or uh, Madden or whatever. I mean, that's only when your starters are in. So your depth players need to be just as good. I don't know if you got no more holes anywhere else. I mean, give yourself some depth. And I think uh, pass catchers and D linemen are underrated in that aspect. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't think about, you know, 15 plays is a lot and your defense gets gassed up. So you're going to definitely want to get some subs with, the same amount of talent, so it looks like nothing happened. Get some stops that you need in um, those drives because you're going to need some uh, big run stoppers, especially in the AFC South. The AFC South is really underrated uh, division. But, um, okay, moving right along. Um, now, one of my favorite picks out of, the, out of this draft was uh, 10 picks later from the 49th. So 59th overall, they went to go get out Paris Campbell. From Ohio State. Now, Andrew Luck is going to have a ball with this guy. You look at Ohio State um, tape, Campbell was in every single play blocking downfield, <clears throat> catching the ball, little um, chip blocks. Like anything you could do, he could contribute. He did. I think he's going to translate right to the NFL. And, and now look at now look at the, the receiving core of the Colts. You got T.Y. Hilton, Ebron, who had 13 touchdowns as a tight end, uh, Doyle. And now, uh, and then T.Y. Hilton and Campbell, I think, I think he's just going to fit right in. And um, Ohio State, Andrew Luck is going to have a ball with this guy. They're going to, I think he could even be a special teams returner. They'll use him in any aspect, jet sweeps, a um, little bit on the smaller side, but I think he could work in the slot as well. I really like this pick, Paris Campbell. What do you like? Do you like him? Yeah, don't forget Devin Funches. They still got him too. Oh, yeah, Devin Funches. Somewhere on the outside. But yeah, yeah, so they got like they got with Marlon Mack. If you count Marlon Mack in the backfield, that's six. That's six legit pass catchers. You now catchers you now have on that offense. So I mean, it just makes them that much more versatile. And I mean, it, I mean, it, it's clear to see why they're a contender going into next season. Yeah, they're going to be really dangerous if you're versing them. So watch out, whoever's versing them. But they should already know that now. If you don't know now, you know. You know. All right, moving on to the Tennessee Titans. Moving right along. But we got some comments here I want to address. Furman. What's up, Furman? Um, Ten minutes ago, he said, let's talk about the fat Mexican world champ. <laughs> uh, Anthony, what's his name? Um, Anthony Reyes? Is that his name? Sorry, I can't, it kind of, my uh, stream kind of cut out there for a minute. What's up? What's um, Furman wants to talk about the Mexican world champ of heavyweight. Anthony Reyes. Correct. Oh, the destroyer, right? Anthony yeah. Ruiz. Anthony Ruiz. Um, funny yeah. thing, for me. No, if you um, that was a great fight, dude. He was like, yeah, was, yeah. Um, didn't didn't um Alex Fernandez did an interview with him? It's on uh, it's on YouTube somewhere, Furman. If you want to go check that out. Um, but all right, back to football. You um, you still there, Stephen? Yep, I'm I'm back. I think the uh, I think that's over. Just okay. <laughs> I just want to say shout out to Furman. He always checks in with us. Hello. All right. 
No, yeah, but also, also, by the way, do you see the highlights of that fight now? Now that I'm back and like not completely. Oh uh, yeah, hopefully. I, I yeah, he, it looks like he just Dude, underestimated guy, him. Yeah, this guy comes out and gets knocked down three times himself in the first two rounds, or get, at least knocked down twice, and then he ends up knocking the champ down five times before the fight getting stopped. I mean, that was a crazy performance. I think that's it the really first, looked that like that first? guy wasn't taking him serious, and Sorry. like if I was a, like he doesn't. Oh yeah, you're right. He's a little bit, you know, not as ripped as the other guy. I should say, not as built as the other guy. So, I mean, I was like, "What the hell?" And when I went to blue, the internet blew up. I was like, "Wow, this guy's really, you know, right first Mexican champ." So that, right, that's yeah, pretty cool. For the okay. culture. There you go, Furman. Um, I know we we did a really cool. Um, Alex did a really cool interview with him. So if you want to check that out, um, you heard it. You heard it here, here first from us. So um, really cool guy, cool humble guy. Um. All right, moving on to the Tennessee Titans. Moving right along, our last team in this division, we got the Tennessee Titans. Now, they were lacking um, some offensive firepower, kind of. They went to go get John Brown, and uh, no, not John Brown, um, Aaron Humphreys, correct? They got Buffalo? Aaron. No, 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 Titans. Oh, are we talking about Tampa Bay? No, hold on. The Tennessee Titans. They went to go get a receiver. Was it John Brown? The Tennessee Titans. Um, it no. was John Brown, huh? It might have been John Brown. I think John Brown went to Baltimore. No, he was in Baltimore. Now he's, I think, I'm 90% sure it's John Brown. Anyways, they're like okay. an offensive, offensive talent. Their defense was actually pretty good, but they went to go get out the best available at the 19th overall. They got Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. Bit of surprise. Due to injury of very his very recent injury, his history, uh, injury history, he had tore his uh, ACL, I believe, in February. He had to miss a couple of combines. I don't know if he got healthy enough in time. I don't know if he's healthy enough in time for the season due to the fact that he was traveling a lot, talking to teams, all that. But despite all that, um, what the Titans seen was his run stop ability. His big body could clog up some lanes. And, in a, and he could also create some pressure for the quarterback. A ton of I, – I think that why the Titans the selected Jeffrey Simmons so high is the upside there. The risk is a little, but worth it. Jeffrey Simmons, what do you think about Jeffrey Simmons? Look, this this team – I mean, last year was uh, – it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, right? I mean, it was bad on both sides of the football. But as far as Jeffrey Simmons go – oh, first of all, Mike, Mike Vrabel is really – underrated defensive coordinator that team turned in a top 10 year you know very sneakily but um just to give mario any kind of pass catcher to go out there next alongside derrick henry um is a big win for this football team derrick henry is gonna carry the football at least 200 times i'm much of a pass catching back and they're not on the field too much because they haven't been a good offense so far but hopefully he's bringing up those numbers he finishes an rb2 last season getting 30 percent of his yards in two games so you know, see some pass catching alleviates that. I know you've said Marcus Mariota is not there long term. Is that still your sense? Um, uh, he just keeps on getting injured, and um, I want him to be. I really liked him in Oregon, uh, and I really like him here when he plays. He can make some really good plays. He's clutch. Um, not in the red zone last year. I remember in the red zone he wasn't that good. He has a lot of improvement to be there. Um, I wish they went to go get offensive tackle. They did a couple plays, a couple um, picks later, which I'll talk about. 
But um, I would like for him to be the franchise quarterback. I, he, he's really good. He just got to stay healthy and have some weapons. They need to surround him with weapons, you know? Which, yeah, um, that, he's shown flashes when he stays healthy. It's just they haven't been able to protect him or give him anything to really work with. Like, Delaney Walker was a legit number one receiver for a bit. But, I mean, he's a little old now. Hopefully this guy's the answer, and we'll see. Yeah. This next guy I'm going to talk about, I think, is the future offensive receiving core for the Titans. So, like you said, we need they need to address some offensive talent. Excuse me. With the 51st overall pick, um, counterpart to DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown knows how to ball. This dude, if you haven't seen Ole Miss receiving highlight tape, in general, you should just look up that. It's so goddamn entertaining. He can play inside, outside the numbers. He could catch the ball in traffic, towering over corners well when needed. He's 6'2". He got that that size. Like DK Metcalf and him are just, just monster big dudes, and they're fast. Inside the numbers, he is a great runner. Once the ball is catched, he's capable of breaking tackles and breaking loose for the big gains. Rack, run after catch. He got that rack ability. Overall, I really like this pick. In my opinion, I like DK Metcalf a little taller. Um, he, he's about the same size, but I like DK Metcalf. I like those big receivers. But AJ Brown is just as good as him, if not better. What do you think about AJ Brown going to the Titans? Yeah, for, well, first I'm with you. I'd take DK over him too. But I mean, they're just different receivers. You know, they're different type of receivers, I guess. Um, I was looking at something. I remember when we were first recorded the notorious draft video. In LA, that he averaged 22 yards a catch um, over the course of um, um, eight games, eight game stretch to end the season. So I mean, he's a big play guy. That's what they needed. Like if you if you look at historically um, over the past six years, I remember seeing a stat. It was less than five thousand yard receivers dating back to like 2010, 2008, something like that. It was a, it was a horrible number. So this is what needed to happen. Um, wait, what round was this though? Um, 51st overall, so mid second. Shit, I must have that. Uh, sorry, I must have that messed up. But okay, um, that's good value. That's actually really good value there for him. Yeah, I like him. Um, I think he's gonna be a day one starter in the slot. They'll move him in the slot. Um, he's big enough to play outside as well too. Like I said, inside and out, this guy could do it. All right, moving on to the to the third pick for the uh Titans. Like I said, Mariota has been um injury bug for his career. Um. So they went to go get some offensive line help with the 82nd pick in the, the Titans leg. Offensive guard Nate Davis from North Carolina, Charlotte, most known for his unusual frog stance. So usually three-point stances, you lean a little bit forward. This one, he doesn't lean forward at all, and he, he's like a frog. It's really – I don't want to show you, but it's pretty much a frog. He has a really unique frog stance, but he can move bodies that way. And uh, he has good pulling ability, like I said, and he could uh, open up some running lanes for Henry because that's a big dude. Henry's a big dude, and this guy could pave the way for him. But Nate Davis, what do you think about offensive guard going going to the Titans? I guess I have not seen this frog stance you're referring to, but, I mean, this sounds like this – I got to see it. That's all I can <laughs> say. Yeah, Derek Henry is their offense right now. I mean, he's a big – dude like you said they're gonna run the he's gonna be averaging 20 touches a game like most running backs average 20 touches a game but like you know five to four to five of them will be receptions he'll be averaging and just carries alone he's a big dude i like that pick man i mean Mariota 
hasn't. I don't, I don't feel like the sack rate in Tennessee has been that high. Most of the time, Mario gets hurt out of the outside the pocket and whatnot. But I mean, the Tennessee Titans as an offense have a long way to go, especially with a defensive-minded head coach. I mean, what do you think the ceiling is for them next season? I see them um, ceiling. I maybe eight, eight, nine win. Maybe eight. I'm gonna shoot for eight. I think that's the most they can win. Um, I haven't seen their schedule yet. Maybe I could it could differ from there. But as of now, I think they are capable of winning eight games and missing the playoffs. That's my prediction. I think they what? missed it by a game last year or two games. They they missed it by a hair. There's a lot of different situational tiebreaker circumstances. You know True. how that goes. But um, I mean, the oh. Browns were still actually eligible in week seventeen somehow. I think. Yeah, the Titans and Colts had a tie, but the Colts won. The Titans, Titans were out. Browns are out. So the Colts and Titans had a tie in order for the Browns to go over. I don't know, some weird shit. Yeah, some crazy shit. All right, so that wraps it up. So let me get you. Let me get your predictions for this division in order, not by wins, but just if you want to throw in the wins, go ahead. Um, for this division, who do you have going where? So I don't know about four or two to four yet, but the Colts are going to win this division, and the Colts are going to probably win the division by a lot. I got the Colts going. Looking at their schedule, I felt, I felt like 13-3 and three was a little aggressive, so I'm going to go with 12-4 and four right now. Provided Andrew Luck stays healthy, of course, but with the best offensive line in the league, I feel like they can do that. Right now, I got the Jaguars finishing second at 9-7. and seven. Um, Hopefully sneaking into that wild card. That's where I got them slotted right now. And I got the Texans actually pulling up the rear of this division. Um, I just don't think you know, Deshaun Watson, it's not, just, it's not reasonable to be able to stay healthy behind the line like that. So that's my prediction so far. Who do you got in front? I'm going to go with Colts. I'm going to go with yours as well. I'm going to go with Colts. They're just so – they're just good. I mean, they, they, they were good last year. They just added to what they already have. And if they could play exactly how they did last year, I think they could just get better. I'm going to go with Colts. I, I agree 12, 11, 12 wins sounds pretty reasonable. Jaguars right behind them with 9 or 10, maybe sneaking up the second playoff spot. And then I'm going to go with the Texans slipping bad, maybe only getting eight wins, same as the Titans. Texans, they got to get their shit together. Um, they should have dressed tackles way more. They should have played a more aggressive, and they're going to pay for it. Um, I don't know why they didn't. They should have been paying these. I don't know why. I don't know why. They should have went to go get Trent Brown. They should have traded for a tackle. I don't know why they didn't, um, but they're going to pay for it, and it's going to suck because Sean Watson, I think, is an MVP. He could be an MVP candidate. He, he's that good. And Deshaun Watson, uh, I mean, Hopkins is just going to get whatever thrown to him. He's just that good. So um, it's going to be interesting. This division is, is it has a lot of battles, and it's going to be real fun to watch these division games. But um, – all right. Well, there you have it. We're going to move right along to what's the, what our last division. We're going to go with the uh, NFC North. NFC North. It's a good one. It's actually a really good division to talk about. And then we're going to finish it off with the NFC North. Even probably better division to talk about when it comes to the draft or in general. We got the Browns, you know, the Browns. So um, it's going to be really interesting. Um, Coach Zezzy, where can we find you at if they want to talk to you social media-wise? Yeah, I actually haven't re-downloaded Instagram yet. I deleted a bunch of apps uh, before finals, so I wouldn't be – you know what I'm saying. But uh, at some point, you can find me at Coach underscore Zezzy on Instagram and Twitter. 
Um, give that video of, uh, Alec, of Alex Fernandez and the now heavyweight champ, Andrew Ruiz, a look. It's actually pretty great. Super dope guy. So, uh, yeah, Thursday. Yeah. So that's super interesting. Uh, that guy is super humble. Now he's the world champ. Like we we interviewed the world champ. So if uh if you like if you're Mexican and like boxing, go check that out. If you want to follow me, both Instagram and Twitter, it is uh, Sports Guy David. If you want to talk to me about anything, I got my fantasy page working. So just working the ins and outs, logo, and all that fun stuff. But like I said, each hundred followers is a raffle. So keep your eye on that. If you want to follow all of us. You can follow us on the Fancy Sports Cave, any social media outlet. I'm talking about Spotify, Apple Music, Apple News, Stitcher, Google, Google anything, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. You can find us there. So there you have it, the AFC South draft review. We're going to hit the NFC North, and then from there, the NFC North. So there you have it. Sports Guy David, that's Kozezi, and I'm out.